Okay, so we've we've been doing the um, <laughs> we've been doing the video thing for a little while, and ironically, here on Black Sheep Radio, hi, I'm Ben. There's Chris and Mark, uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, I forgot the countdown again. I always forget the countdown. It comes up on the screen. It's anyway, key. Just, could you so, could you imagine if they did the NASA rockets and they didn't give those fuckers a countdown? They just shot them out into space all of a sudden. They're just oh, yeah, sitting there checking that. instruments. <laughs> <laughs> I'd prefer that. (laughs) I'd be less like, I don't know. I think I'd be less likely to shit my pants two seconds after launch as opposed to two seconds before. Um, Right? Yeah, it's like, it's it's like when they're given like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, vaccines are top of mind, but when they're giving vaccine to a baby, they just do like a fake countdown and like pretend that they're doing it and give it to the kid. That's what they should do for astronauts. I mean, I've always wanted to go into space, but I mean, seriously, is that a countdown for the rocket or for my colon? (laughs) Either way. Either way, there's going to be a blast off soon. (laughs) Yeah. So anyhow, uh, in the background... In the background, uh, we have my cabinet. This is my original point with being on video, right? We have the cabinet that's always in the background uh, because we all sit pretty much in the same place, I think. Although, Mark, you migrate a bit. Yeah, I switch it up. Mm-hmm. You do. You switch it up. <laughs> yeah. Chris is he's always in one spot. In one- yeah, because I only have one room in my in my apartment, so <laughs> yeah, it doesn't give me that much. What can you do in a you know? bathroom? This the bathroom. <laughs> sure. So the cabinet's back here. And for the longest time, the cabinet has been missing the little magnetic clip that makes one of the doors shut. And it's been driving me friggin' bonkers. And it's one of those items you never think of picking up, right? Like when you're out. You never think to yourself, I gotta get that magnetic clip. Well, I finally did. And it is it is there. And it's good because I, I don't know if either one of you are like this at all. But if a door won't quite shut all the way, do you find yourself repeatedly trying to shut it regardless all fucking oh, yeah. day long <laughs> all yeah. day long unbelievable so it's, not, it's not just me no the dresser is complete six months wanting that magnet and you finally went out and got it <laughs> wherever it's possibly you get the, the greatest thing i've ever ever achieved <laughs> it, it just might be you're listening to black sheep radio Featuring Ben McVie. Track pants should not be allowed on Earth. Chris Brown. <laughs> this farmer's market smells like ass. And Mark Lefebvre. Like, I'm pretty sure the first on-air job I got, it must have been like a plane load of jocks died or something. And <laughs> <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Or join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Here we go. I always find when we're listening to that intro, I don't know if you've ever been to like a, a Leafs game or a, a baseball game, but when they go to like a fucking TV timeout and all the guys are just like standing around <laughs> looking at each other. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like, should I, I don't know, is this the time I scratch my balls? Oh, wait, no, we're on video. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so true. Uh, I love it. surprise some of the people that are, this may surprise some of the people that are watching or listening, but we, we really don't have much of a plan, an execution plan. No. Um, Not tonight. When it comes, when it comes <laughs> to this episode. <laughs> when it comes to those intros, a lot of times, like last time, I don't know if anybody heard it, I had like three fucking music beds looped over each other. And you did. Neo came in and then came out. It was a, it was a disaster. So I see, see what I 
what, this time. <laughs> see what happens when you overthink? Exactly. This is this yeah. is a wing it. This is more of a wing it episode. Yeah. Wing it, uh, wing it Tuesdays. Hey, I like it. But but speaking of the intro, Chris's clip there was about farmers markets that smell like ass. So you must Every be one of them. that you're ban- <laughs> You must be relieved that you're banned from going to them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Doug for Ford. Sure. Yeah. Well, no smelly no. ass farmers markets. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I love farmers markets. We, we. I was going. It's funny. I was going through that old. It was an older episode. I can't remember how long ago it was that we recorded mm. that one. But <laughs> it was this like this great rant. I like. I took. A, I took a clip of myself, obviously, to use that. But the rant was was Mark. He was talking about how he was going into farmers markets because they smell yeah. like, like fish uh, and, and fucking. I, I, I remember the conversation. I, I remember the conversation. It was it was the stuff of legend. You should bring that whole Isn't thing me. back, and we'll take the night off. Yeah, it was that good. <laughs> I had a I had an Italian I had an Italian friend when I was growing up. His name was Sandy Torchia, and uh, that's he smelled like a farmer's market, like just like fish and cured meat and boiled pasta. I don't know what it is, but I just <laughs> I'm not gonna miss it. I'm not gonna miss boiled the farmer. Maybe I'm going to the wrong one. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the problem. You guys are obviously going to high problem. end, high end ones where they wrap all the fish. I go to the one where they just have the yeah. ice, the ice bin with the fish in it. <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of the farmers markets I go always have like a section with like baked goods and stuff. Unless you go to like one of those like Asian markets or whatever, and sometimes it just like hits you in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's those places have great, great, uh, great things too. You know, I'm always intimidated. I've always wanted to go into one of those, like, you know, nations or something as an example. I'm always intimidated by some of those international aisles. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but I've always wanted to try some of this, like, stuff that has, like, no English on the label at all. Because uh, it always looks great. Like, they have all these snacks and it's all super colorful. Specific, specifically, like, the Chinese, like, Japanese, stuff like that mm. that's there, right? They're great at packaging. <laughs> Um, because I can't even read the language and it looks good, but it's also like you you never know what the flavors are going to be like. So have you ever do, have you guys ever done that no. where you just like that's why I don't, I don't even know. shop. I don't even shop at Farm Boy because <laughs> I'm scared of the products. <laughs> I'm scared of the products there. Too much organic stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, no, thank you. Mm, no, <laughs> I'll just <laughs> where's my yellow bagged no frills? That's what I need. <laughs> Green chip. <only. laughs> where's my great value plain rock? <laughs> Our compliments <laughs> to the chips. So there yeah, no new, new lockdown. It, I mean, for me, it doesn't uh, really impact my my day to day existence. I mean, my daughter can still go to school at least for tomorrow. Though I think that there will only be maybe two or three more days left, and that'll be it for the school year. So say say bye to senior kindergarten. But uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I work from home. As long as we keep locking down, I keep working from home so as has its <laughs> has its advantages and its disadvantages um i mean i, I know you I mean we talked about this before uh, before the show benny you were talking about just the frustration that people have right now and chris posted something on our uh, sort of shared facebook page about some businesses that are have had enough there's i know i think it was a business in caledonia that said you know we're gonna open we don't really care what the what the rules are and and I mean, all the all the power to them, I guess. I uh, 
when Chris and I sort of did a little bit more follow up discussion on it, I, I get the idea of and I'm fully a supporter. I, mean, I live right next to Ottawa Street North, where there's a lot of little boutique shops that are all closed down. And I don't think there's ever been more than three fucking people in one of those stores at one time anyway. So mm-hmm. if you're able to go into a store and you're able to, I mean, safely distance yourself and you have to wear a mask because that's what the mandate is right now, uh, then I don't understand why it is that they would shut places like that down um place like a restaurant you know i mean i worked for i worked for a long time in restaurants you i mean you're sol you got people with their mouths open and fucking too much close contact you know i mean a barber a barber is too much close contact a gym you've got people i mean huffing and puffing like this is it those are not reasonable right now going in to look at some fucking antiques when there's only one person in that store that week i, I really don't see um what why, why that kind of stuff is getting shut down but i mean it's the rules are the rules so you got to follow them i also don't understand why when i was driving to timmins last uh, last week and there's no one on the highway for 500 fucking miles on either side of me why i have to go 85 kilometers an hour but i do or else i'm gonna get a ticket so you got to follow the rules, whether yeah. whether you like them or not. So we're we're recording this on April sixth, uh, and there's some news. I mean, there's new news every day, uh, especially with some of this lockout stuff. Uh, Doug Ford, um, yeah, he's he's talking about like I don't really know. I didn't watch any of the press conferences or anything today. Is he going to shut schools down outright? Oh is no, that, I'm, just, plan? I'm just I'm just you mean maybe. No, I'm just maybe a little bit of hyperbole, yeah. maybe just kind of foreshadow. You know, I mean, uh, learning from last time when there was March break that ended up becoming the end of the school year. So we'll see what happens with this April break. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the fact that teacher, I mean, they, they could really use this opportunity next week to vaccinate teachers uh, instead of vaccinating teachers in June, <laughs> which really just fits nicely with the rest of the rollout of fucking everything that has been COVID. Just nonsense, but what can you do? For sure. So, so uh, going going back to your point about uh, these these business closures, I kind of wanted to make a little bit of a point to see because you hear all these people talking about how this this whole lockdown is unconstitutional. Uh, that's what a lot of these um, these protests are about, ironically. Um, and I was looking it up. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm sure we're a little bit behind the eight ball as far as like these big, you know long-winded um explanations of of uh you know where this stands in relation to the canadian charter or whatever uh but i still it felt it felt like uh a little practical i don't know if how 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 much you guys know about this stuff um you know about the constitutionality issue very little about the constitutionality issues very little stuff like very little yeah, okay so i found a couple here's, resources here yeah go ahead sorry i was just gonna say here's what i here's what i believe about this is that when uh there there's a uh a road marker when people a lot of people are frustrated about one thing and something like this when you get to the constitutionality uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of displeased people. I mean, yeah. look at the American election. You know, this is when we start challenging things based on legalities and rights and freedoms and stuff. It means people are fed up with something with something. So, yeah, I just uh, yeah, yeah so, I just wanted to preface the conversation with that. But for sure. Yeah, so um, what's, what's the challenge? 
So, so there's um, there's a lot uh, going on. This isn't none of this stuff is is new uh, because the lockdowns, uh, though they this might be the third one. I mean, the the machinations of it haven't changed since the first. So these are all the same issues that we're we're facing again. Um, there's uh, so so this this is taken from a uh, an open letter uh, from Preston Manning. He was a former uh, conservative huh. leader in Canada. And he, he put together an open letter uh, saying that um, one of the unfortunate uh, and presumably uh, – this is, this is a quote from him, okay? So this is from the letter. One of the unfortunate and presumably unintended consequences of the health protection measures has been the widespread and prolonged infringement of fundamental rights that are guaranteed by the charter. And he goes down a list of the fundamental charter rights that are, and, and uh, how they are being um, infringed upon. So, so Section 2A – Sorry, yeah, he's done his homework for sure. Yeah, uh, which is good because I didn't do that much. All I did was uh, steal his homework. So uh, section two, like high school all over freedom again. Of- <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, section 2A is freedom of conscience and religion is violated by restrictions on religious gatherings. Section 2B, freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression is violated when elected officials and civil servants dismiss beliefs or opinions that differ from the government's positions. Shame and censor those who seek greater balance between health protections and protection of fundamental rights and freedoms and encourage the banishment from social media platforms of those experiencing expressing different perspectives on how the COVID crisis should be handled. So that's that's two. Number three, section 2B is further violated. So this is the same section. Section 2B is further violated by the college's of physicians and surgeons, which are government bodies to which the charter applies when they send threatening letters to physicians for having publicly expressed their opinions about the grave harms that lockdowns are inflicting on Canadians. So not only uh, is, is, are the, the rights being infringed by the government, by the lockdowns, they're saying other doctors are infringing on rights because they are, um, you know, voicing their displeasure at people being outspoken uh, against the lockdowns. Um, Section 2C, freedom of peaceful assembly, obviously is violated by government orders that restrict or ban peaceful protests, which is concerning. I mean, it is very concerning. I understand the, um, you know, I understand why they're happening, but it's it's still the charter, right? Uh, And then you have Section 2D, which is the final one. Freedom of association is violated, according to Preston Manning, is violated by government orders making it illegal for friends to spend time together, for families to eat Christmas dinner together, and for Canadians to associate with each other as they themselves choose. So the the list goes on. Not the list of of um, of. charter infringements but just his 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 letter goes on um just to take it a little bit further before you guys chime in um so i also did a little bit of further research i didn't just plagiarize this guy's work um the charter says uh from some articles that i gathered because you know it's pretty clear that that some of these lockdowns uh, counter what the charter tells us, but is that still? Uh, I wanted to know if that's like if it's legal because if it's if it's if it's still infringing on our charter rights, is I don't think that's necessarily legal. But from what I gather, a lot of legal experts are saying that the charter has the rights are no ab they aren't absolute in a way that the United States are, and that any of them can be violated by the government as long as the limits on people's rights are reasonable, that they are prescribed by law, and that they can be justified. So that. It hasn't been tried in court yet, 
Um, but the Justice Center for Constu- Constitutional Freedoms has sued provincial governments across the country five times since the beginning of the pandemic, and I think they're still wor- it's still like working its way through through the court system. So, I mean, unfortunately, that's like it's still. Um, undecided, I guess, right? Because it still has to work its way through the legal system. But I mean, does any of that stuff like concern you guys? I know Ben, like obviously, like this is something like you've been talking about since the beginning of it all, right? But um, yeah, like what do you what do you guys think of that? Like, do you think like the government like this is something that like is justified? Do you think that they should be a little less heavy handed with it? Um, I was just curious. Does this does this change any anything about what you guys believe of the lockdowns in any way, or what? Hmm. Um. Yeah. I was a little. Hmm. I, I guess I've become a little bit complacent, and I've just I've gotten so used to this that it doesn't anger me the way it used to. But. Uh, the fact that the government has assumed this sort of absolute control and, uh, you know, rule without really uh, just they're they're just making the rules as they go along. My, my, My point is I'm getting a little upset about it now because some of the decisions that the rule makers are making are poor decisions and they're badly affecting a lot. Of people and the people who are saying they are dissatisfied with the outcome of this, as a direct result of how the government has handled it, are being muzzled, and I find that very frustrating. I do. I find it, yeah, makes me upset, <laughs> to say the least. It makes me really yeah. upset, and I, I think yeah. that these people have a point. I think they have a very valid point, and that's where I'll leave it for now. I'll, I'll, that's that's what I've got to say for now. Let's have a conversation about it. Mark? Cool. Yeah, no, I just think that uh, for me at least, uh, you know, I mean, and I'll preface this by saying that, you know, I mean, I come from this uh, from a position of someone who hasn't been economically impacted by COVID. Uh, if anything, the industry that I work in, and I, I am very blessed, uh, has actually been busier. Uh, real estate, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, has been uh-huh. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, I just I think that I think that a lot of people's frustration comes from the well, like you said, you said it perfectly, just the the, the poor management um, by by our elected officials. Now, I I give them uh, there's a a learning curve on a novel coronavirus that no politician has had to deal with in over 100 years. They're they're also not they're also not children building a puzzle. So just to say, you know, I mean, while they're doing their best is not is not good enough. Now, that being said, I think it's the I almost think it's the half and quarter and one tenth measures that have been taken. I uh, the first lockdown like a year ago from from I mean that we were in a year ago at this time that was a real fucking lockdown that felt different than this one and the one before i think people were more adherent to to what they i mean to to the stay-at-home orders i think that ever since then it's almost like they don't want to say it's a lockdown they just want to say it's a suggestion like it's the most canadian fucking thing ever it, it, it's it's so polite like if it had been done properly from the outset i don't know that we would still be seeing 6200 cases in a day like that's a lot of fucking cases like that's that's more than we were having when it was at its peak or i guess now it's at its peak but i just 
I just think it's been the, it's been the poor management and the mixed messages. And now the, these politicians, I, I, I also want to, I mean, hopefully dispel the myth. And I hope that neither of you guys, and I don't think you do have, have this myth that there's some sort of fucking cabal and, uh, Justin Trudeau sits with a fucking uh, cloaked hoodie and then they, and they make these plans for the NWO and they're going to reset the economy. And like, this is fucking horseshit. And this is the reason we had, we, we had to listen to a, you know what I mean? That idiot in the States say that kind of stuff for so long that it just, it, it of course it's going to seep into our economy consciousness but these are people that are trying their fucking best to make decisions that are very difficult in a in a in a war if you want to you know, I mean for lack of a better term against a, a fucking invisible enemy that's constantly changing that we are learning about uh, you know what I mean? Should should Walmart be open? Well, I mean, careful what you ask for, because people buy their fucking groceries at Walmart. All big box stores should be closed. Like, you know what? No, I, I like food. I want to be able to purchase my fucking groceries. Um, should, like I said earlier, should a, a little shoe store, a little mom and pop fucking store on Ottawa Street North be closed? I don't think so. I think as long as they're they're following guidelines, then that's great. But I could honestly, I could fucking do two weeks of a show about this and then just go on and on. So I'll just shut up now. <laughs> but uh, I uh, again, I come at this from from a position of someone that has not been economically impacted by that. So I'm not angry like like mm. people that have lost their businesses or may lose their businesses are um i certainly it seems like every third person i hear online is a fucking gym owner i will say over the past uh <laughs> two months or i mean it just seems like there's a lot of people that i didn't realize own gyms that all of a sudden are, are very negatively impacted by this so anyway yeah, for sure i don't think I that's the gym owner's fault i think that's the media's fault Mm, possibly so gym owners may, maybe they're just more vocal than cafe well, and, owners and book, again, bookstore owners. I yeah i sent you guys oh, sent you guys a picture i sent you guys a picture yesterday on, on on facebook and that was just me walking through uh gage park with my daughter um a couple days ago with the dog and i took a picture of of the playground so for every everyone that's blaming the media or blaming doug ford or blaming this fucking cabal that's trying to ruin your life go blame right, the fucking the 300 cabal. or so people okay, at the park okay. all right you said your piece. You said your piece. You Chris, do you, do you want to yeah. do you want to jump in? Um, I I just feel like the you know I, I totally understand the some of the way that these these lockdown measures are going in, but my my are so how how they're unfolding, why people see the need for them, uh, so and so. Um, my opinion on whether they're right or not is wavering generally i think that you know if you can't sit here like again like like i i just i just don't know how much of the blame can be at this point fall like put on uh, a lack of uh knowledge like you can't say like oh like we don't know how to handle this like that's why we're doing it like it's been two like a year and a half and like you, you the small mom and pop businesses they're not causing any spread i i i they're it, it's the the schools are open um even though like i, I don't i haven't watched this i haven't really spent too much I don't have kids, right? So I don't really watch the schools. But from my understanding of the whole situation, a lot of these these 
super spreader businesses are the Amazons, are the Walmarts, are these factories where like there's no way to keep reasonable distance from people. And it just doesn't seem like there's any regulation on that. And 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 I just don't see how you can how anybody can justify shutting like a small bakery that's been, you know, investing in um safety gear for their for their employees and and putting up barriers uh, to protect the the clients and spending increasing their cleaning budget by double and yet they you know wake up um on a or sorry they 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 close their shop at 5 p.m on a thursday and go on facebook to relax and find out that they can't open the next day like there's so many failures around here um and they're not giving any businesses time to prepare and in fact they're they're telling them how to prepare for things and, and a lot of the times the information is is wrong within a day and a half like they find out that they have to change anything there's just no excuse to to treat these businesses this way i think you know I, I understand the need for the lockdowns and I understand like what what they're trying to accomplish, I suppose. Um, but the reality of the situation is that nobody really cares. If people close if you close businesses, these people are gonna congregate outside regardless. So you might as well just let these businesses try to make some sort of fucking money in some capacity. Like I just don't see it just doesn't accomplish anything. Like like they like seeing empty patios because it photographs well and they like seeing uh, you know, closed businesses, I guess, because it makes it seem like these politicians are accomplishing something. But they, it, the the numbers continue to go up, and people just keep getting tired of it. And the, the messaging continues to change every day. Still, um, and, do you think and they're closing them for window dressing? You think they're just clo- they're just doing that? So yeah, that an empty an empty patio looks good. That that's fucking ridiculous. That that's saying that businesses that the government wants small businesses to fail. They're, they're trying to fuck our own economy. They liked having to do a $200 billion fucking buyout. They liked giving billions of dollars of CERB benefits. Like, come on. You're absolutely wrong in that. Come on. You're saying, I think you're absolutely wrong. You think I'm wrong in saying that the the government is is trying to collapse our, our economy? No, 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 no. I, I would no, I'm I would not. Say and I'm trying no. to say that they're not, and they don't want to see empty no, patios. Mark, they just don't know, want to see no. full Mark, ICUs either. Mark, what you're doing is you are categorizing anybody who has objections to what's going on right now as either a believing in a cabal, which you've said three times now. And you've also said Do you look that around we're, online? we're trying to overthrow the government here. No, I'm not saying we, that at all. Well, what, I'm saying that the government does not want to see pictures of, of open, empty restaurants and places going out of business because it looks good for them to show that they're well, trying hard. That's okay, that's a fucking okay. pretty weird way of looking at it. And my no, point is, my point is, hang on, my point is enough of this learning curve jazz i mean i was buying in the learning curve a year ago it's been over a year and this is being mismanaged i agree and i have and i have every right no but sure you agree i said it's being mismanaged absolutely okay also but getting back to this whole preston manning thing it's okay it's okay for someone like you and i'm not trying to be confrontational here but from your perspective on this it's okay to 
label people who have objections on social media as morons, as conspiracy theorists, as anarchists and all this nonsense. Since when is it okay to challenge your government? Since when is it okay to challenge the law and to say this is wrong and this is being mis- managed. It is gross mismanagement at this moment, gross mismanagement, and it's about time somebody does something about it. And if it can't be done now, I certainly hope it will be the next time an election comes. This is being poorly handled. I, you know what? Handled. I fully, and I, I said that, I said that this is being poorly handled. I said this is half measures and quarter measures and communication about what what is happening. But what I don't think is I don't think it's being done intentionally i don't think they're trying to fucking squash small businesses i think i don't think that they well, want to see empty that patios that that's that. a, well I, if they don't if they don't want to see it then do something about it then do yeah, something about it i think that the they one, would rather see i think that they would rather see empty icus than empty patios that's what i think and i think that they're trying though piss poorly to get to a point where we can see empty icus and full patios but right now we see empty ICUs or sorry, full ICUs and empty patios. So well, what, they're trying. What, what <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fucking scientist. I'm not a politician. But I know that if I was a politician, I would just be Mark Lefebvre going to fucking work, trying to do the best job that I could with the information that I'm being given, a la Teresa Tam, a la fucking whoever's telling Doug. I am not saying that they're doing it right. By no means. A lot of fucking countries in the world aren't. But I don't think it's being done intentionally to fuck anybody over. I think it's just being done poorly which is fucking people over and yes you know what, what i what? do agree next election a lot is going to change a lot and my, my i'll be the first person to admit it a lot is going to change because it's been poorly handled but i don't think so, it's some grand fucking conspiracy to fuck over small business so so like it doesn't matter if they're doing it for me it doesn't matter if they're doing it intentionally or if they're doing it uh just because they're poorly it's just the results are the same so at the end of the day like the changes that they're making aren't working and they're affecting small businesses whether they're sitting there you know doing it because they want to or whether they're fucking it up it's irrelevant because we're talking well like, it's it, the result it is relevant my, though. My, my it's relevant thing. when you say that the that they're they, they essentially kind of get off on seeing empty patios and that helps their their campaign towards we're trying that that does make I'm it not, relevant i'm but not it, it, yeah go ahead i'm not economically impacted by this either i've been working this whole time what i do for a living has not been impacted but i'm also trying to be empathetic and i think we for all sure. should to the person who does the person who does and there are a lot of them who rely on restaurant and bar business and the fact, uh, the way that they've handled this. Every time, a, you know, let's okay, oh, patios open back up a week later. Sorry, you're closed down. Uh, the, there's, the estimates are about $100 million lost as a result of this yeah. latest closure. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, one of, if I'm one of those people, my view towards the government, quite frankly, is why in the hell should I have to follow rules of people who don't know what the fuck they're doing? Why? Like, yeah. look, 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 at, look at what you're doing to my life here. Why do I have to follow your rules? So I'm very empathetic and, and sympathetic with people who are saying, I like the business in Caledonia, who are saying enough's enough. I'm open my doors. And that's that. The, the and there are a the lot thing of customers who are behind that. I mean, this is this has got a lot of people riled up, man. And, and rightfully so.
my my thing about my thing about the patios is uh, not to just keep beating it over the head, um, but you know the the science has shown that that eating out on a patio can be accomplished safely, and the science also has shown that uh, working in an Amazon facility or working in a meat packaging plant or working in a uh, car manufacturer cannot be accomplished safely, and yet what's still open? Right? right, like they're they're not like you can. I understand that, like you know, some businesses don't have the capacity to do something like that or whatever. But like, if you're going if you're going by a scientific approach, like I, I just well, I, there, I, I that, just know how you, how you that, that that begs an interesting question. Then, so let's say I'm uh, I'm Rosedale Sports Bar over at the corner of Rosedale and Lawrence that doesn't have a patio. I can't have a patio yeah. because of the way I'm set up. I'm fucked. But. Uh, Another restaurant that does have a patio, they're allowed to open. That's sure. and that's where, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it just, it, I just it's like, unfortunate. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Westdale. The Snooty Fox doesn't have a patio, but they have made arrangements. The, the yeah. BIA has made arrangements that all these places have patios. They've erected temporary patios outside. And yeah, like what, what the hell harm is it? Why, why would you close down patios? I don't get it. If they don't want to see empty patios, they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have to. It's safe to eat outside. You're telling me it's it's it. I'm more unsafe to be within my bubble, within for my family to eat outside. It's safer there than it is to go grocery shopping at Walmart. Come on. Come yeah, it's, on. Just, it's, it's just like I and and that's the thing. Like uh, it's. I, I mean, it's it's not unheard of for politicians to make decisions based on optics like that's what they fucking do like that's how they got there i don't yeah. i don't think that that's like this unrealistic unreasonable claim um i understand that that uh, not all of them are doing that but like i mean fuck like it's just what their decisions on what they're closing isn't be it's not effective it's unscientific and it's killing small businesses like it's just there's no there's no question about it i'm not saying i know what the right answer is by any means but i'm just saying like you know i understand why these people are pissed and to be honest like i i just don't see why you know like uh, the westdale i was we were talking uh sorry um westtown this isn't on on lock street I was talking to um, one of the servers there, and they we, we a couple of weeks ago we went out on the patio. They hired a whole fleet of staff. Chick's been on the job for two days. She's got a kid at home. She's excited to finally be working again. And the news comes out, and there's like, oh, we're probably going to have another lockdown in one day. Like these people can't even get trained fast enough before they get have to get sent back onto the the fucking food stamp line. Like it's unbel- it's crazy. It's crazy. And there's no reason, like, like to me, especially when you're going by, like, the science of it, like, like I, I don't get why they're, what's, what's the need to shut these places down? It's just, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I love the idea of a constitutionality argument. I do, because this is beginning to infringe on people's rights. It wasn't at the start, but where, where we are now, I am becoming more and more of, of that frame of mind that this is now an infringement this is an infringement this is it's with stuff like that you know i mean they they don't write uh pandemic clauses into the fucking constitution unfortunately so i think that there can be times you know, i mean times of war times of whatever where some some rights get adjusted for 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 a temporary yeah, we're, we're temporarily 
wartime is a good thing. They're just just based on the research that I was finding, just to, to round it all out, it says to date the general consensus among lawyers and legal scholars has been that most of these drastic policies are constitutional. Mm-hmm. If a litigant were to argue that current bans on gatherings violate the charter, our courts would likely conclude that these restrictions are a reasonable limit on our freedom of peaceful assembly. So that's that's what like it hasn't been tried out in court yet, as far as I no, uh, but that's kind of the general consensus. What people are saying, so who knows? So the uh, one, we'll, the one. We'll thing, see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely. I think the energy, um, in general around the whole lockdown stuff. I, it's it's just gotten more. I, I feel like there's more people that are that are fed up with it now than. Oh previously i would say i feel like you know, i feel like there are people that are excited that there's a vaccine that's yes. that's the feeling that i get that's the positive spin that i get versus sure. the the negative which is that people are fucking fed up yes they are fed up they're fed up that it's taken so long to get a vaccine now they're fed up with the way the vaccine rollout is happening but mm-hmm. I, I i i i've seen kind of, i mean people that we know that have that have gotten their vaccine that are you know i mean waiting for their next one my parents have gotten theirs and i'm excited for that and i'm excited for the end of that and i'm excited that i might be able to go to maybe next year go to a blue Jays game like the one they had in Texas yesterday with 50,000 people not wearing masks. <laughs> you know, it's always bigger know, in Texas, eh? Fuck. Here's the, here's the wild thing. No, here's the wild thing. Florida, Florida and Texas both. Florida and Texas both have not only is there no mask mandate, but businesses are prohibited <laughs> from enforcing mask rules yeah you 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 can't you can't legally if you're a business in florida or texas you can't force where people to wear a mask isn't that wild it's uh, it's interesting it's, so, it's, it's, it's one of the you know it, you it's can't argue the numbers there's probably, florida, businesses, man. There's probably like, businesses here like what the fuck <laughs> how can they do it in it's, florida yeah. where there's like 99 percent of the population yeah. is 80 plus years old <laughs> Um, it's, it's one. It's one. Of, it's one of the things. It's one of the things that you you love and hate about the United States. It's it's kind of still got that like lawlessness shoots in the head state to state sometimes, and it shines through in situations like this where you're like, "What the fuck is going on down there?" Like watching a baseball game with fifty thousand people in the stadium, and it's not as if like. Like I get, like they, they have the vaccines and stuff, and everybody it's well documented how well they're rolling it out, how many. But it's not yeah. as if like they're it's safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like forty thousand people. That was madness. Yeah, yeah. and the Jays won. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah go Jays. Like, the way that the way this is gone, I tell you. Like I hope the uh, I hope this lockdown stays permanent. Okay, take take the time, keep her permanent. But for Christ's sakes. Get enough vaccine out there where we're satisfied that it's safe to go outside again, and let's be done with it. Because this yeah, on again, off that's again, exactly this on it. again, off again stuff ain't working, and it's Fuck, just it's agreed. making the situation way worse. Way <laughs> worse for sure. Agreed. So we, we briefly we briefly touched on uh, the COVID's impact on home sales i'm i i popped there's there's a lot of news coming out today again it's tuesday um uh, april 6th this is going to be released on on friday or whatever so you know 
housing prices may have doubled by then. Um, yeah. the news the news the news that i i was reading today was um it's a little bit made a little bit more dramatic because a lot of the stats that i was reading are, are comparing last march to this march which obviously last march was you know when people were just like spending all their money on toilet paper instead of buying houses um, <laughs> but but one of one of the stats that i one of the stats that i read today was home sales in in okay so what do you guys i don't know if you guys have seen this yet um what do you Mark probably knows, but what do you what what do you think the average price for a home in Hamilton is now? Did you guys have you guys seen? I saw years? it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Eight hundred and seventy-two thousand yeah. dollars for the average housing price in Hamilton, and like, man, some of these places too, like they're not even you know. Not worth eight hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars. That's for sure, right? No, there's a house on the street right next to me. from From the porch of this house, you would be looking at the Dollarama parking lot. That's the uh, fucking view. Your your beautiful view, your vista like view that you would get from your porch for nine hundred and six thousand dollars. Oh. Wow. There's a, a house. The house at the end of my street sold for eight seventy five. So that number is uh, that number's pretty uh, pretty on par with. Uh, oh it's, yeah. my! You know, I mean, what's funny is like that's that's the average. So obviously you've got you've got houses in the Ancaster area and Binbrook, which I believe is is considered part of Hamilton, and then Stony Creek, which is part of it Hamilton, is. that are drawing and Dundas is I think when we do searches as part of Hamilton as well. It's pushing up that yeah. price, but the low end, like I look at the the, the first house my wife and I bought was uh, like twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> which you wouldn't get a garage in someone's backyard for a hundred thousand dollars now. Um, and, and you look at the entry fee, like the entry price for someone that's a new homeowner, like wants to be a new home buyer right now. You're looking at like a $500,000 mortgage, not a $500,000 house, a $500,000 mortgage. And the only way you're going to get that house is if you way overbid, way overpay. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say overpay, pay a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? You pay what the house is worth. Yeah, the house is always going to be case. worth what someone would pay for. But I'm saying like there was a house in Ottawa that went for $400,000 over list price. My wife has had some that have yeah. been like 200K over list price. Um, you've got people, you know I mean? Any house that's $400,000 or $500,000 is going to have 20 offers on it. <laughs> so you, yeah. you mean you got to go in with no conditions and you, it's uh, it's a tough game right now. It's a tough game. Like that, I mean, twenty percent uh, for a down payment, or even five percent for a down payment on a five or six hundred thousand dollar house, or seven. You're getting, uh, you're getting up there. Not a lot of people have forty, fifty thousand dollars yeah. in savings sitting around. Yeah, my uh, our last home that we owned together in Burlington is now worth almost a million more than it was when we sold it. Oh my god! Almost, yeah. I'm not kidding. Almost a million dollars more, guys. Yeah. Oh. From this Man. renter, I kick myself in the nuts every goddamn morning. Yeah, we every had uh, our, our boss goes through like you mean average average mortgage. That's what I look at as mortgage sizes more than um, mm. than the house of the, the the sale price of the house. But uh, your average mortgage last year at this time was two hundred eighty five thousand dollars, and your average yeah. mortgage this year at this time is four hundred and ten thousand dollars. So is it, is it naive of me to? Sorry, Mark, but no, is it naive of me to to ask? Is it naive of me to ask? Like, where are all these people moving? 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just that prices are up, but sales are up. People are selling their houses more. People are buying mm-hmm. them. But the people who are selling, who are like, woohoo, I bought for 200000 and I'm selling for eight. Where, where are they moving? That's, that, you know, my, my, I've said that to Sam before, where it's like, you know, what if someone just came and knocked on our door and was like, you know what I mean? I'll give you one, like just one, I'll give you $1 million for your house. I would, that's when you got to start thinking, where will $1 million Canadian take me the furthest? Like maybe Thailand or something. I could be like the king of Thailand for that kind of money. Yeah. Like are, are, are all of these sellers, are they going to Belize or something? I have no I'll, idea. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. $975 will buy you a much better view than the fucking Dollarama in Belize. <laughs> you know what? Actually, you know what? A funny thing is uh, if you, if you, if anyone that's listening is like, you know what? I want to cash in my chips. I don't want to move to, you know what I mean, Asia. I just want to stay in Canada. You sell your house here for whatever, five or If you have like, let's say 400 grand to go buy a house in New Brunswick, you are going to live in a palace in New Brunswick for half a million dollars. An absolute oh, yeah. palace. It won't be in like downtown Fredericton or anything, but like it's not, it's not hoity toity like that, but you, you live in a, a quite the nice house for, for half a million dollars in Fredericton or you mean in New Brunswick or Nova Scotia versus uh, what 500 K would get you here, which if you're looking at 500,000, you might want to look in Welland. <laughs> you, yeah. might, you might be going towards St. Catharines, Welland, Welland Port. Ben, oh, no. Ben knows of these places. Niagara, Fort Erie. Niagara's starting to shoot up. The Niagara's not yeah. going to be far behind. It's starting to shoot up, yep. man. And once the, once the, go, once the go train uh, really gets into oh. flight, so to speak, uh, and they actually connect that part of the world with Toronto, then I, I see uh, prices going up even more there. Yeah. We we were looking east coast too, just just yeah. like as out of curiosity, more wistfully than anything, uh, mm. because it would be really tough to move um, a different, a separate province at this point in our lives. But yeah, man, like you're getting, you go to Nova Scotia, you you get like city center three hundred three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like here, yeah. you'd be lucky to get a condo for that, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Plus, it's, like. Uh, Condo fees and shit. Yeah, because we're first time uh, home buyers. That's what we're looking to be. Um, you mm. know, I, I might, I might, uh, might be a few years out from that, judging by how all this stuff is going on. But um, it is, I don't know, it is what it is. If I can't, it's like, it's like the lockdown shit. You can't, or, or it's staring at the sun. Like you can't do it to, for too man. long. Man, sit, sit, sit on whatever you've got saved. Wait for the bubble to pop, and yeah. Bob's your uncle. You'll be sitting pretty. Yeah, a lot of the stuff. A lot of the stuff I've, I've heard is pop. yeah. A lot, well, just a lot of the stuff that I've read is that it's not necessarily as much of a bubble as it is just a. I, I don't know what term they're using, but they're trying to really stay away from uh, that concept of it being a housing bubble, and in, in, in that it will be something that pops. I think that you've seen even over the past, we're starting we're starting to see more offers come through that have conditions so that means that there isn't 25 offers on on a house now there's you know i mean there's only a few so people can get away with having a financing condition and things like that so there is a little bit of a not slowing but uh, mortgage rates are starting to go up like the banks are not doing the you know i mean the 1.59s like they were uh three or four months ago they're starting to i mean get up to the twos again so trying trying to yeah i know trying to avoid uh, trying to avoid the the bubble which inevitably would pop so the it's interesting. Twos. The twos, yeah. <laughs> Good. God, I know that is insane. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, you may notice, uh, guys, just because we're on camera together, I've been leaning back a lot, mm. and it's because my gut 
like grew over the weekend. I gained a little over five pounds over oh. Easter weekend, and I am not a big guy. Like I, I'm, my average weight is is one seventy five. I've weighed one seventy five forever, and I, I, uh, about one hundred and eighty one. Like honestly, I put on six pounds. Wow, five, nice pounds over Easter. I ate like a monster. It was what insane. was the main culprit? Would you Two say? Dan- <laughs> you got time? Scroll. Well, both, okay, so two dinners, right? So we had dinner here on Saturday, and then we had oh, dinner on Mother's on Sunday. Nice. Both both dinners uh, were were bispecial. <laughs> oh, two two species. Noah's Ark. They were. There were two species at both. They were bispecial. Nice. Uh, if, that's, if that's a word, it is now. Uh, ham and lamb. Ham and ham lamb. Ham and lamb. At both This dinners. meal is brought to you by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do not like that. Or, yeah, or, or Raffi. Have you ever seen a ham eating a lamb? too much ham and lamb. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do so like ham and lamb. But. There was uh, lamb. There, oh man! Good for you. Was it was it was it ham or was it piglet though? That's what I want to know. Was it just a wee little piggy? (laughs) No, we did the the ham. uh, The the one we did here. So we did a lamb. uh, Bourbon cherry glaze, and then we smoked it on the barbecue. Like it. Oh, oh my god. The, yeah, the looks on your faces oh. is about the the look on my gut's face right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> yeah, the face oh. I drew on my gut. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> Gut face. That's awesome. <laughs> and then, and then, well, and my mom dropped, so my mom's dinner, she dropped the bomb. She is my favorite dessert. It's rum cake. And this, it's like this really moist, decadent thing. So I've eaten probably three quarters of a rum cake since Sunday. Nice, which which isn't you know isn't, isn't good, and uh, <laughs> luckily Amanda made che- luckily Amanda made cheesecake for Saturday's dinner, but she put it in uh, you know the outdoor fridge. It's the great thing about being Canadian in the winter is you've got a little storage space for food while you're making dinner. Mm-hmm. While the cheesecake uh, went outside to cool, and uh, Rocky Raccoon found it. Oh, I never, I never did get my cheesecake. Lethargic, five pound overweight raccoon dragging himself up Westdale. Little, little (laughs) bastard. You know something? I I gotta admit, I, I, I was. We were pretty busy over the weekend, but I left it out last night. I I meant to clean it up, and I'm like, no, you know what? It's probably spoiled by now. If he comes back and finishes it, which I'm sure he will, and he did, I hope he gets food poisoned. (laughs) Oh my. Biological warfare against the wildlife in your neighborhood. <laughs> Stole my cheesecake, man. Like, That's amazing, man. Oh. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we did it Easter uh, over at my mom's place on the weekend, and um, they. It's funny. We had this this. Beautiful meal, turkey, whatever, ham. I'm not a big ham guy. Maybe we can go into that later. I, I don't really like ham, but um, there's a lot of stuff. I was I stuffed myself or whatever, and. Uh, like, like when you get these like long weekend dinners, like you really put it in, like you really, oh. you know, you max yourself out, right? It's a That's job. Just kind of, 
game. That's what you yeah. do, right? Yeah. So after dinner, my mom's like, oh, yeah, so the, the, the ladies, uh, Bree and I are getting married at the end of this year, fall or whatever. So we're going through all of the wedding preparation and stuff. And at the after dinner, uh, my mom comes up with this giant box of cake samples. And she said, okay, like now it's time. <laughs> now it's time for you to t- test what kind of cake that you guys want. And it was like heavy, man. It was like there's a ton of cake, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting here stuffed, like absolutely stuffed. But like everyone tells me that the best part of planning a wedding is like picking the cake. So like I'm just like I need a slice of each one of these. And I'm just sitting there. Everyone's like horrified. I'm sitting there at the dinner table. <laughs> Just, just, just drilling it in just on principle because I'm like, I have to get like, there's so much other like stress that comes along with the wedding and all that stuff or whatever. And I'm like, I need to get like every drop of the good part of planning the wedding. And it, I mean, it was a disaster. I felt like shit for days afterwards, but you know, I don't regret it. That's good planning for the wedding. (laughs) Yeah. This is my contribution. That's like, yeah, no, that reminds me of when I was a, a judge in a butter tart eating contest. (laughs) <laughs> I, well, there were guys there were 55 entries 55 entries we, I, we, I did the math afterwards like I started out right like I didn't realize it was this big a deal so the first two or three I ate the whole friggin tart and then I realized wait a minute these are these are this is an audience these are bakers man there were 55 entries oh so God. I wound up by the end I'm like like lard ass yeah. Logan and stand by me I'm <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like yeah, you absolutely I was, hated I was eating, the last 20. <laughs> oh, I was eating like slivers of them. Yeah. yeah. Someone in the yeah. top, someone in the first 5 that you ate won that contest. <laughs> the last 45, no. Nope. Yeah. I guarantee you, honest honest to god, the, the like yeah, if it would have been the last entry, even if it would have tasted like tits, I would have hated it. Like it just it was nice. By the end of it, I was so sick of butter tarts. I didn't eat one for like a year. <laughs> um, so what, cake, what cake did you go with for your wedding, by the way? Um, so we don't really know yet. Like, oh. there's, there's, oh. there's, there's a couple of, so, All that work yeah. for nothing. I'm, I'm milking this, man. I need another fucking box of cake. Like, I'm going to make – I'm going to go through – I'm going to go through 15 different boxes of cake. Um, I don't know. We, there were some good ones there, but like, you know, I, I don't know how far deep you want to go into it. Is like, here's an example. Is carrot cake a wedding cake? Like there was a carrot cake sample and I was like, it was dope. Like it was so good. But like, is that cream a cheese wedding? icing? Yeah. Oh, cream yeah. cheese icing. Yeah. 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 Everything. It was insane. It was so good. It had raisins in it. That I is, love raisins. I mean, that, that is a little different cooking. for a wedding cake, though. Also, that's a yeah. little. I, I, I'm not saying I would. I'm against it. I just. It would be like having an ice cream cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be down for that. Yeah, dairy um, queen. I guess you get a carrot cake. I suppose. What, what, what is your traditional wedding? We didn't have a wedding cake. Like, what is what vanilla is it? Vanilla just cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah. Whatever that. Yeah. <laughs> I love the carrot cake idea, bro. Yeah, it's good, man. It was good. I love the carrot cake idea. It was was good cake. It was a little. It was a little not. But I also like. I don't know. Personally, I don't really like if if I'm having drinks too. Like cake, I'm not eating cake. Like it's not going to happen. Like at a wedding. Like I I look. I don't know that I've ever even eaten the cake at a wedding. So like, if I'm going to put something out there like super heavy, like it might not be a good idea because everyone's just going to be passed out or whatever. But. 
you know, this is this is the job that I've been tasked with. So I'm 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 going through uh, the process. Uh, <laughs> it's important. What a, what a man! Wow, by, by, <laughs> yeah. uh, one bite at a time, and you know, you're a hero. A man. Yeah, you're an I'm absolute hero. Thank you, thank you for doing this yeah. for all of us. <laughs> An inspiration to us all. (laughs) Um, I I was going to say, Benny, I asked the question. I just I just want to know what your guy's name for it is, because I asked the question on our Facebook page. You know, the the end of the bread, the end of the bread. I call it I call it the bum or the butt. And I asked, and like it's got like it's got like 120 comments oh, yeah. of people, and I just I love the names. So what, for real, I'll go through a couple. Chris, of the you ones have a second to pull them on. Oh, I have. Yes, you have a second phone. to pull them up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. you can pull, pull it up <laughs> on here. I wouldn't mind that for people who are watching along with uh, listening. It's Black Sheep Radio, by there's the way. I'm Ben McVie. That's Chris Brown, and there's Mark Lefave. So. This is a great question, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the important it things. That we, it's the important things. It's the reason why we need to go online more, because this kind of stuff exists. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So no, there's the, lots of things in the world where people have, there's like a hundred different names for it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the heel is coming up most. Like, that is the name that has come up yeah. the most often, is the heel, followed closely by, by the bum or the butt, which is what I, which is what I have always called it. Uh, one person called it the the hoe because everybody because everybody touches it and nobody wants it <laughs> that's really <good>. <laughs> i know I, I said that's not very nice to say to hoes uh there's one wait a minute called- wait 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 stop 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 for one sec sorry can you can you go back there the best bit if it's fresh yeah the How- best the best bit when fresh really yeah i, I love i love the Vicky. end also really do you really big fan of the end yeah it's my favorite part not on this bread honestly like like this kind of bread on um, white bread really, um, yeah, yeah like white bread like if you get like a nice like a like a rye or something it's the first piece that i get like i grab yeah, but the, yeah. the end of a rye is okay. like this big it's like a, yeah, a little grab it, yeah. it's like a pog <laughs> a pog yeah they say it's like a slammer but I, I i i get it um so time the heel i go with heel what did you call it ben did you say what i you call them bread yeah they're bread heels for bread sure heel. yeah bread heel yeah yeah there's uh, some people that have like translations in there as well uh there's one that says not sure of the origin but my mother russian background calls it the kinter the kinter and it's only, eaten, it's only eaten as a last resort the kinter Ooh, in in dutch it's kuncha yeah, like the which, which uh, translated into English, it means booty. What about that one? What about that one from Joe? Uh, Joe oh, Biden. He calls it Joe Biden because it's, it's useless. Oh, <laughs> Pol- that political Aww. bread. It always go even politicizing bread. bread. I know, I know. When you, I know. you know, you're you're. I'm sorry, man, but you're it. reaching when you're politicizing yeah. bread. It's time. It's time to take a good look in the mirror. I'm going to call it the Biden from now on. I think the Biden. The Biden. <laughs> the Biden. <laughs> Anybody else need that Biden? <laughs> yeah. Why do you call it that? Oh, because it's useless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that is unbelievable. Uh, speaking about butts, 
Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking about butts, you guys want to hear about my, we'll, we'll wrap up. We'll, the end of the show will be uh, a story about my butt. Uh, colonoscopy. For anybody that is, uh, that's fearing having to get one, you've got that <clears throat> call from your doctor. You're waiting from the call for uh, Hamilton endoscopy. I can just tell you that uh, they put you out for the fucking count and you don't know anything. You wake up and it's oh, all really? done and didn't feel anything. So, yes. I was quite brave. I took the cocktail that was offered to me by OHIP, and uh, I slept the best sleep I've had for about 40 minutes. Woke up, no kids, best wake up I've had in a while, and uh, my, nice. my ass didn't hurt or anything, and I was, I was <laughs> you know what, I was completely, uh, well, at least in my opinion, at least, it's like every drunk, I wasn't that drunk, I was completely lucid after, like, I was ready to go, like, let's go, even, like, Sam came to get me yeah. at the back door of the clinic, ironically, and uh, I just walked out and got in the car. I didn't drive, obviously. Again, but. again, I just want to remind you, you're nothing special, man. It's not because they care about your feelings. It's just a matter of easier access if you're unconscious. That's yeah. true. That's you know true. what I mean? That's you know, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not the cops rushing the door on, on cops, right? Like, you're not, you're not, you don't need a battering ram to get through the door no. when, when somebody's passed out. That's, there's, there's, that's true. There's, that's no, true. There's no tension there. Yeah, it's like, going, it's like, it's like going up an escalator where, where the battery's not working and you just have to kind of walk up. It's, right. Yeah. But, uh, just, I, just, sorry, go ahead. Just, but again, you know, just just like the, the the NASA launch, I want the false countdown. I do. Yeah, well, he did the like. Okay, so you're probably gonna fall asleep in like ten, nine, and I was out. It's like, so I, I only got ten, nine. You? Oh, I don't know. Did you get the gas? No, it was a, it was, it was a uh, uh, IV. Yeah, the, the, that's mm. the good way to take it. That's that Michael Jackson yeah. shit right there. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Um, I when, yeah, when I when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, yeah, um, I don't I don't really I don't like needles at all. Mm. Um, so I was telling the lady, I'm like, I'm really like not like like I can he take a jab in the arm, but like mm. the the IV, I was really nervous about. So she I'm gave totally me totally with you. Yeah. yeah, she gave me the gas, and she like dosed me big time, and she's like just like really get, and I was just like, this is. This is amazing. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't believe how much it was. It was great. Like I mean, it, I heard it's that shit's really bad for your brain or whatever. Probably. But like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I'll say this uh, for for anybody um, that uh, smokes smokes weed, like myself, or if you drink often, I guess um, the anesthesiologist before he was like, what he was getting kind of my dosage ready. He was asking me like, how much do you smoke per day? He's like, cause I need to know because I don't want you waking, <laughs> waking up halfway yeah. through. I'm like, uh, I don't know, five grams a day. That's how much I, <laughs> just, yeah. I was say, yeah, find out what eight, will kill me and pile it back a gram. <laughs> that's, that's where I want to be. But yeah, no, I was for the count and woke up and, <laughs> I was hungry. I was hungry after that. Just, though. <laughs> just see, see on the see, see on the needle where it says lethal. Just a little bit less yeah, than that. Just to the just to the T in lethal. <laughs> Don't right. go all the way through the word. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, easy, easy peasy. They were they were in and That's out. So and also That's good to hear. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like school picture day as well. You get pictures of your colon after. So oh, I'll share those with you guys, or we can use it as our like uh, wallpaper oh, on our cool. Facebook page. Oh yeah, cool. you got to share that if you're comfortable doing that. I don't know if, how, if that's weird, but that would be pretty funny. We can. I bet, I bet, I it, looks, I bet yeah. it looks like an Amazon warehouse. 
<laughs> just a bunch of guys shoulder to shoulder. Some <laughs> packages through. <laughs> hey, before we go, Chris, any more visits to the coffee shop? Uh, do the people at the coffee shop know your name yet? Uh, Bree was in there yet today, and they recognized her. Uh, I was. It's. It's. I don't even go in there anymore. I'm just like, you know what? I can't handle the rejection because it's personal. Like at, at this point, I would take it personally. Yeah, <laughs> it's the notes. Wouldn't it be ironic? Wouldn't it be ironic if they came to know you as Chris just from the view of the back of your head while you're waiting outside? <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. All right, have a good week, guys. It's great chatting with you. Yeah. Uh, again, we're Black Sheep Radio. We're available across all podcast platforms. We're on. We're on iTunes now. Uh, we're on YouTube. Now, uh, Facebook is where you get involved in the conversation. So if you want to hop over there uh, and, and get into the heated debate about democratic uh, bread, you can, you can do that. Yes, exactly. Useless you want to express bread. your hate via bread, you've come to the right place. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, I can, I can trim this.